giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Good people, welcome to A to Z Sports Live, the Skywalker Show, streaming live on YouTube, and of course I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom. What should I say? What's happening, people? Coming up today, we are hitting the lab. It's not Tape Tuesday. Not a Koye Wednesday. It's actually kind of tape Wednesday. So we'll hit the lab. We'll take a look at my drive of the game for the Cowboys. My drive. May not be your drive of the game, but it's my drive of the game. And in that drive alone, there's some really good things that you need to build on. And then there's some things that maybe you take away, maybe you adjust to, whatever, right? In the roundup. Yes, indeed. The roundup is back. Uh, we will hear from uh, almost said Marty again. Brian Schottenheimer on something that we already knew. So he essentially confirms that uh, as well as some numbers. You know, I like numbers. Sometimes the numbers can tell you some things. They can, they can tell you if your eyes are lying or not. And there's some numbers that are, that are telling us that our eyes are not lying. And I don't like them. So we'll get into that as well. And then before we jump into the lab, it's week six. I got my week six guy optics from what I did see on film in regards to the offense. So as I told you all yesterday, bit of a weird week. Because it's the Monday night game. You got the bye week coming up. Still sifting through that. Um, possi- possibly a Koye Thursday. Maybe we'll see. Um, right now, we're trying to set up a... Let me see if I still got my button. We're, we're trying to set up a... It ain't no thing to do my thing. It's what I did the best. Yes. Hey. I cop that crib we're trying to set that up. So that means a round table, if y'all don't know. And uh, that that might mean no Koye this week. So you'll, you'll get all of us instead of just me and him. But... We'll see. The bye week is a strange week. Nothing to prepare for. So we'll see what's up. I'll keep y'all posted on that. Bomb Squad. What's good with y'all? Bomb Squad! How y'all doing this morning, man? How y'all doing? Rolo said, I promise we will not lose this week. <laughs> That's a fact. That is an absolute fact. We will we will not lose this week, man. We won't. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. Kind of give me a despair here. Iceberg Q said, man, that theme is cold, ain't it? I, I, I got to keep it. We, I was talking about this with Vosh yesterday. We're we going to keep that one for the roundtable and the roundtable only. And maybe someday, you know, this thing blows up to the point where it, it's not just known within our community, but it's known throughout the entire nation if you follow the Dallas Cowboys. All right? So with that said, come on, come on, Toxic Time, you're tripping. Let's get into this roundup. And then hit the lab afterwards. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It is time for... It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. By the way, 
Phone lines are open. I know a lot of y'all didn't want you know try to get in yesterday after the fact. Didn't get a chance. 351-999-3787. Come on back. So, shout out to my guy, John, John Oni. Miss doing some shows with him, man. It's kind of my D-line guru guy, but he's just good all in general. PFF snatched him up, and he's kind of my cheat code on <laughs> some of these numbers. Uh, but he he dropped a tweet yesterday, which, my bad, that's, that's really small. I didn't realize it was that small for y'all. So I'll read the tweet for you. And the tweet, again, a bit concerning things offensively. Quote, the design of the Cowboys offense remains too static and bland. Not only do the Cowboys sit below the NFL average in motion and shift percentage, but they also sit below the NFL average in bunch, empty, and three-by-one formations. And that's without even getting into my issues with how they use motion and shift, even when it's utilized. The offense needs to be retooled in a bad way during the bye week, making life way too easy for opposing defenses. And he also says, also below the NFL average in RPO rate blow the average in motion and shifts and rpos and i agree even when we do do the motion and shifts it's like we're happy that it's happening right but it's not like we're using it to gain advantages consistently it's, it's kind of just uh, let me see what they're in here and okay we're good to go god we, we we have to catch up mike we have to catch up um we can we can ignore it all we want but at the end of the day, you're going to run up against some some top defenses that will, will take that away. Hell, we just saw, you know, a Chargers defense who's not that great be able to do some things. Now, a lot of the things they were able to take away was mostly on the ground, and we'll get to that in my sky optics. But, I, again, when you go watch the tape, Mondays or day after games are for emotions, right? And then you go back and you watch it, and you're like, huh, I, I had to give – a hat tip to their coverage. It, it wasn't bad, to be completely honest. Uh, there was times where they might have broke down. There was times where the play design got to them, and we'll take a look at one of those. Uh, but I was a bit surprised how well they played on the back end in this game, given that how bad they were. And I know a lot of people, specifically on other stations, uh, will, will try to poo-poo teams, but that's why you have to watch, right? That's why you have to watch the tape, and, and you come away with a different perspective. You come away actually respecting maybe the opponent more. Even if they were a bad defense coming in, I don't think they played that way in that game. But that that's besides the fact we need to be less static uh, and, and build on top of those things that we do well. And that's why I said stack the good, because there were some things you did do good in regards to the motions and shifts um, and how you used it. You just have to stack it on top. And we'll take a look at some of those in the film room. Schottenheimer and, and the assistant spoke yesterday and he said something. Now, when I say he said something, it's not dropped yet. Maybe it'll drop during the game or during the stream. But we had a, a quote from John Machoda about using Dak's legs like purposefully, right? Like rushing Dak Prescott. And he said, quote, we're very selective with it. Nobody wants to have the quarterback have to carry it a ton, but he has the ability to hurt people with his legs. And he's done that historically. We're not back to the Mississippi State days in terms of all the carries that he used to, that he's used to, but it's good to show that we have the capability of doing that. And to have it be a touchdown in the red zone and things like that was something that we're excited about. We're very selective with it. Hmm. 
Nah, we knew that. We already knew that, though, Coach. Uh, and, and I hearken back to 2021. It was the Atlanta Falcons game. You remember that? Uh, Dak had just fresh off of crushing his ankle the year before. Um, he wasn't super mobile at that point in time, but he he had a run, a touchdown run for that matter, uh, where he kind of bulldozed his way into the end zone. And after the game, everybody's like, hey, coach, or not coach, Jerry. Maybe he's a coach. Jerry, how you like that, Dak? How you like Dak? You know, running the rock and, and punching it in in that manner. And he's like, wait a minute now, slow down. Slow, we don't like it. <laughs> we don't want it. I got to have a conversation with Dak. And we all kind of, ha, ha, yeah, yeah, you know, laughed at it. But in reality, it sounded like, or it sounds like they really are capping that. Um, and maybe that's why we don't see it a bunch. Now, now Dak spoke on running after the game, and I think we even detailed that. But it, it may be clear, right, that the call is coming from upstairs. Obviously, Dak is getting the message, and sounds like the coaches are still getting the message. So, uh we don't expect to see to see that play every week. Although I personally believe they should run it every week. Just me. Every time you get in that 15 to 10 yard, I'm running that every damn week. You could build off of it. You know, the one where you got Jake Ferguson coming backside. Now he's kind of the lead blocker. Man, you can do this. It's a triple option. You can hand it off. You can pull it and run. You can pull it and throw it. I'm building off of that thing. We talk about stack the good. That's one of the things you need to stack. Hell, even if you look at the actual RPO touchdown, by the way, let me bring y'all back. What made the RPO touchdown so easy, it, it wasn't the action in front of Dak. It wasn't the handoff really to, to Tony Pollard. Uh, yeah, you read the defense and defense and crashes, but I, I thought that he had the defense and had help behind him. The problem was, and the good problem for the Cowboys, it was that they motioned uh, C.D. Lamb behind it. See, those are the good things that you do, right? They motioned C.D. Lamb behind it, and that essentially took two defenders out the middle of the field. I think it pulled, I want to say, Derwin James, and it pulled the other safety, and boom, it's just a clear clear view to the touchdown or to the to the goal line for Dak Prescott in the touchdown so you know do more of that you know what I'm saying do more of that and, and I think you'll get more efficient in that area now the Cowboys were two for four technically an improvement in the red zone could have been three for four if they wanted to try for the touchdown at the end of the half but they elected to kick the field goal so when you look at their their true red zone opportunities uh you could argue Two for three, if I'm going to use the dude on st the station's logic. But um, they elected to be safe at the end of the half and kick that field goal. So it, it was better in the red zone. Let's continue to also stack on top of that, right? I look over here and Kelvin says, hashtag motion works. Go look at some of the best offenses in the league. It, it does, man. Um I, we'll, we'll get on that. We'll get to that that team in week nine. But if you look at some of the better offenses in the league, they do it. Uh, I know not everybody is McDaniel's and Shanahan, but I mean it's not hard. I don't think to copy some of the things they do. But hey, if you don't want to be them, if you don't want to go to that extreme, go watch Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, I've been we, we've been singing his praises since last year when the Cowboys played him. Ben Johnson does some really good things pre-snap and after the snap that I don't think are that difficult. And Jared Goff is not a running quarterback. 
So you can't say, ah, oh, well, they got running quarterbacks too. It's a, no, no. Not a running quarterback. And there will be there will be people who say different things about this quarterback. And we talked about it the other day. Uh, Special K brought it up, and we've brought it up plenty of times here. Like, these coordinators are putting these guys in position so it's not difficult for them. You know what I'm saying? And John Owning, the offense needs to be retooled in a bad way during the bye week, making life way too easy for opposing defenses. Go play hero ball, man. Go make it work. We don't want to do that, right? But the, like I said, there were some good things in this game. There were some some things they switched up uh, from the previous week, and, and I'm glad they did because if they came out here and wanted to run 25 slants at two or three yards beyond the line of scrimmage, you would just play right into their hands. So we'll take a look at some of those things. Uh, with that said, by the way, there's a phone line if you're a visual person, 351-999-3787. Let's hit Sky Optics and talk about some of the things that I saw here. Offensive line. It, it Again, some of these things are just going to match what I saw from just watching from a fan perspective. I have here the offensive line is still working things out. They're working out the kinks. This is only the second game for this starting unit. And I think it's, it's pretty clear to see on tape. Now, individually, when we go down the line, you Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotis, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele. That's a damn good line. That's a talented line. 100%. But we talk about this a lot. If there's one position that is big on cohesion, big on the epitome of one for all and all for one, right? have to work in concert. It's the O-line. I say this a lot. If, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, one of my favorite lines in, in this show, and there's a, there's a bunch of them, man. One of my favorite lines in this show. Which is greater? Five or one? And Cersei says, you're talking about five. Of course that's greater. And they're talking about war. And he's like, five individual fingers, one fist. That is the offensive. I mean, that's the perfect way to describe the offensive line, quite literally, with the numbers and everything. Individually, these guys are really good, man. These guys are healthy, right? These guys are really good. But it's clear to see that they aren't quite one just yet. I fully believe they will be, by the way. Fully believe that'll come. Um, this is a group that hasn't played together ever, right? Like this, this five, this group of five men have never played together prior to last week. And hell of a game <laughs> to get started, right? I got excited about it, but probably the realism flew out the window realizing the defense you're playing and, and this is your first game, but it happens, right? I get my emotions get the best of me too. I'm not look, I ain't faking the funk. But I fully believe the Cowboys O line will become one as opposed to the five individuals that they are. I believe in that. Um and you saw some of that I think throughout the game. Uh at times they they worked in unison. They looked they looked good. They looked like okay that's that's what I expect from them consistently but then there was times where it was sloppy right um you might have four of the five on the same page and the other guys not uh, one particular play Terrence Steele in a run game which su- surprisingly uh last week or on Monday 
wasn't his best in the run game department. It was the pass game that he was much better in. And, and I thought that's where he'd struggle a bit because of Mack and Bosa. Zach, four pressures. Zach Martin, that's not it's not Zach. We don't usually see that. Biotis also gave up a season-high four pressures and was fighting for his life in there. Tyler Smith has to clean up the penalties. Um, there's a there's another streak. We, we had to end the streak with Terrence, but we, I don't think we did. Tyler Smith is dealing with some penalty issues now, too. He's got a penalty in every game, and he had three called on him in this game. Um, Tyron and Terrence, I thought for the most part, they had the toughest assignment because of Bosa, Mack, and Thule. Uh, But I thought they they were fine in the pass blocking department. Tyron got smoked like once or twice. But again, it's it's 64 plays, not two. Uh, But for the most part, they were fine in the pass blocking department. I think they did well against Bosa and Matt. But again, it was still on the ground that was a little surprising for me. And that's where most of the disappointment lied to me personally, was that they really couldn't move these guys on the ground. They really couldn't get a a grasp of what they were trying to do up front. And I thought going into this game, I, you know, I, I thought the Cowboys could, could push them around a bit. It just didn't happen. And shouts out to two. I oh, wait a minute. Can't say that without. Shouts out to two. I uh, for asking this question uh, to Mike McCarthy in regards to the offensive line. A did, did they throw some different things at you uh, trying to work through some cohesion situation? Um, and that will be in our first word. So take a listen. Coach, you spoke about the wide nine and how that stresses an offensive line. Um, teams are, the last couple of teams are stunning a lot at you folks. Is is that communication stuff something that you guys are going to work on or try to work on to buy um, with this offensive line just starting to yeah, I think it's an excellent point. I, I think clearly, you know, that the continuity of an offensive line is is only built working, you know, working every day together. So, you know, this is we we've had our first full week going into this game. Um, you know, they didn't show as much movement with their inside three, with their inside pieces. Uh, clearly, went to a bunch of it going into the game. Uh, understand why? You know, we we felt that was an area that, you know, that we matched up very well. So we saw we saw a lot lot more inside movement. Um, but you know the the wide nine, the you know the wide set edges of the three four. That's that's who they are. So that's that's part of their deal. But um, you know man to man is is something that we're going to continue to see each and every week. I think just clearly coming out of San Francisco and you see the first play of the game is was man against us. So um, that's must that that, that just all plays at the point I make. We'll be better for this. I agree. I think the Cowboys will be better for it as well. 100%. Um, you're, you're talking about, again, a team that has only played a line, I should say, that has only played together uh, for two games and practice. And that was the other thing he said that was a key note there. Uh, look, we've only had one week of full week of practice together. So uh, cohesion is important for these dudes. So I, I think they'll be fine. Um, but that's just something I noticed uh, when watching the tape. It wasn't they weren't all one. But, but if you want to stick to, like, pass blocking and whatnot, I'll skip the second one. I'll get to that in a second and get down to Tony Pollard and Rico. Their pass protection didn't match on film. Uh, I mean, you didn't even really need to film to see that. Like, you didn't need you didn't even need that. Uh, you can go watch the broadcast view and see that these dudes 
really stuck their nose in there and helped out their quarterback in pass pro. And honestly, let me give a shot. Look, I, I know we're on McCarthy uh, for the play calling, but and maybe this is such a small thing in the grand scheme of things, but he was adamant or they were adamant or whoever is responsible for this. With the running backs being more important in pass pro and being better in pass pro and whatever they did in the offseason is working. Is working. Uh, Tony Pollard has been excellent in pass protection this year. He was excellent in that game. Rico Dowdle, you know, he's not scared to stick his nose in there. He was excellent in that game. If you just go look at the touchdown drive, the go-ahead, and we'll get to that. And if you go look at the game-winning drive, where the Cowboys went down and kicked the field goal. Rico and TP were critical. Well, Scott, they didn't catch the ball. They didn't run well. They were critical in blocking. You don't get the touchdown. You don't get the first down without those guys picking up the blitzes uh, and manhandling their guys in the line of scrimmage. Hell, we're going to take a look at the play on on Tony Pollard. A lot of us are like, hey, great run. Great, great help block on a 60-yard catch. And we'll get to that in a second here. So, TP and Rico, man, um, shouts out to to the staff for getting those guys, you know, on their P's and Q's in regards to pass pro. That was one of the things we were concerned about, right? Like, hey, man, I know TP has been better in pass pro, but how can he do as the lead guy in pass pro? And while it wasn't a great day running the last couple weeks, he, he has been really good blocking. Now, we just got to get the running aspect going here. And I, I blame most of that on how they're doing and not who they're doing it with. Um, and, and I think that'll correct itself as long as they're willing to correct it. It's I don't think it's difficult, but that's another discussion. And then finally, there was a more there was more of an effort to attack intermediately in this game. Uh, we we had a lot to say about how they attacked the 49ers. It was a, a lot of short routes, man. A whole lot of just a ton of slants. There wasn't no PCP to it. Um, I thought there was some, there was some play calling purpose a little bit in the past game. It it didn't always work out, but listen, I respect the process. I respect the process, even though it didn't always work out. You saw them attack the middle of the when I say the middle of the field, whether it be a slant, but it wasn't just a quick slant, right? It might have been intermediately. You even saw Dak say, "Hey, look, I'm gonna give my guy a chance deep." Now a lot of the concepts. The routes deep weren't necessarily to be targeted. They were just clear out routes, and there was some things I didn't, I wasn't a fan of. But hey, at least they attempted to do more things in the PCP purpose than they did the previous week. So another thing that you want to stack on top of, right? And I'm trying to find something real quick. So, not that it went up drastically, but if you look at Brandon Cook's yards route per run or yards per route run, it's still very low. Like, it's still criminally low. However, it was the highest that he did since week one. He was under one yard uh, route yards per route run the previous three games, and he went over one yard. <laughs> Not that much, but he went over one yard in this game, and obviously it was more impactful uh, than any game of the season. So, little baby steps. I, I know it's not anything exciting, but it's little baby steps. And, uh, again, we're trying to stack these good things. All right, before I hit these phone lines, i get to you in a second, Deshaun. I got to stop entertaining the nonsense. Sir, I don't, I don't even know who you are. Who 
in the blue hell are you? I just don't give those things out, man. It's 23,000 people on this channel. 23,000 subscribers, just like 12 moderators. I didn't even know who you were till yesterday. So, no. <laughs> if y'all know what I'm talking about, it's cool. Let's hit the phone line real quick. D. Sean, what's good, man? What's up, man? Um, yeah, I just feel like this is this is gonna take its time. The office is gonna take its time. Uh, did you hear what Michael had to say on the? Uh, on Boy, the I, I did, I did, I did, and and <laughs> if I wanted to be messy, I could have. Yeah, you know I'm saying I could have definitely let with that, but y'all know that's not my style. But uh. I yeah, I heard him, you know, and, and I, I I love that he's sticking up for his squad and his cue. I mm-hmm. love that, so I ain't even mad at it. So, I just think some of the things that I feel like they have to do, I feel like um, I, 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 re- I, I really want to know if, like, Schadenheimer has some, like, input on it, because it, it feels like, does he really have input so, on it, or is he really just saying, like, is, is that's a good that's that's a that's a good point because I think in this Only game I, I think mm-hmm. Deshaun this felt like Schottenheimer concepts a bit a little bit more a little bit more downfield mm-hmm. stuff in regards to to the concepts a little bit more intermediate stuff this felt remember how last week I was like hey we're gonna feel Schottenheimer's fingers print on this game no that that didn't look mm-hmm. like Schottenheimer in that in that in that Niners game this one felt like him and McCarthy might have went back to the table and said hey let's Let's incorporate some things a little bit deeper than beyond the line of scrimmage. So it's a good point. Yeah. Um, and so, like me, with the, I got, to, I agree with the offensive line thing. I feel like it's going to take some time. Um, I did see Tyler Smith getting pushed back some because his footing, but majority of the time, it felt like it, it felt like it was five individuals out there, and it wasn't really being a cohesive unit. It was either. Um, one person getting pushed back, or they getting confused, or it it just didn't feel like they were in sync yet. So I feel like that's gonna take time. I agree. Um, and then with the running concept, I feel like if they, my thing is this. I, this is my personal opinion. If you're not gonna use Luki, I rather them go out and get an actual power back to actually trying to pound the ball because it's it's certain players for certain skating, certain players for certain runs. Like, Pollard, we've always talked about Pollard is that guy you can cut out to the outside. Like, you know that pitch they little did, and you think that they were coming around, and Pollard, like, was in the outside, he made that, that move to cut in? That's more of, like, a, a more of a his type of style instead of trying to just say, hey, here you go, push it right in the middle between yeah, the A-gap and B. Absolutely. You can run Pollard between the tackles, but don't run it between the tackles on what I call them give-up plays. I, I probably shouldn't call it that. Uh, some people will call it body blows, whatever. I just feel like you're giving up when you run out of shotgun and you don't do pre-snap motion. You're, stag- you're static. There's no uh, post-snap uh, confusion to, to to put that you know linebacker or defense alignment in any type of chaotic situation. I just feel like you're just running to to kill the clock or just stay on task. And if you're going to do that, why would you do that with Tony? Like, well, mm-hmm. th- there's just no reason to do that. You're wasting, uh, in my opinion, you're wasting a rep. Do that with the Rico. Do that with the uh, Hunter Lipke, so they you know put their head down and maybe move the power a little bit. That's not his game. If you want to run him between the tackles, I don't have a problem with that when it's done strategically. Uh, but I got a problem with it when it's done fifteen carries and like eight or nine of them were like that. That that's inexcusable. 
And I guess my final point is the final thing that concerns, that concerns me is that he didn't even let Dak want to take the shot. Like, I, I I understand being competitive, and I get it where the, where the game is at, and I understand that. But if, like, the opportunity presents itself, you have to take that shot because then, for one, it, it gives, like, this type of thing where it's like, okay, my team is going to be aggressive when it needs to be. And like I said, I understand, but you should at least did take you get that a, a shot for that. Did you get a chance to watch the film a little bit? A little bit. Yeah, it, so they they don't want you to take a shot. This this defense is not really going to let you. So it's, it's it's very tough. And when he got the look that he liked, uh, and he took it, Gallup dropped it. So yeah. you know, it, it. I think they knew coming into this game, we have to work the intermediate level of the field, and and they was trying to work the run game, it didn't work. But it, it's yeah. tough to kind of take those shots against that defense because they want to keep it. They want to they want to basically play umbrella coverage. In order to get them out of that, I thought they had to get under center and run some uh, deeper concepts out of play action. Um, it didn't work out that way. So in this game in particular, uh, they just weren't trying to give you a bunch. In that Niners game, that's a different story. They was begging you to. They were begging you on the outsides to do it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guy. Yeah. No problem. Man. Somebody snuck up in here. We'll get to this before the phone lines. Uh, Four six nine. What's goody? What's up, Star? Right. This Star. Can you hear me? What's up, Star? I ain't know this. Wait a minute now. Let me save you up in here. <laughs> yeah, I got a new number, so you probably have my old number saved. But yeah. uh, what's good, Miss Star? Good, good to talk to you. I ain't called, been able to call in in a long time, but indeed, good um, to hear from you. I've been, <laughs> yeah, I've been tuning in, uh, you know, to your morning show and stuff lately. Just you know, I always love to hear. But, you know, your takes on the game and your breakdowns and stuff like that. So, uh, shout out to you for sure. Um, all I wanted to say, um, really to speak about is about the whole Mike McCarthy play calling thing. And then also speaking about our offensive line and kind of get your thoughts. Now I did join a little bit late, so you may have already touched on this, but I'm going to just ask you again, and if you already said it in the show, you can just be like, yeah, just go back and watch. Okay. No, I got you. Right. But, uh, okay, so when it comes to Mike's play calling, this is my thought. So, now, obviously, we looked pretty good first two weeks of the season. I saw your breakdown on the concepts. I saw Koye and Lost breakdown on the concepts and the rub routes that have been implemented. Because, honestly, I'll be honest, I just started watching film maybe a year ago. So there's certain things that, like, I can look at the film, but I may not see what you guys are seeing. Oh, so Star, I'm I, I'm still learning. Don't feel bad for that. I, I reach out to my resources <laughs> all the time. I, no joke. I will screenshot something yeah. or send a video, and I, I'll send it to Jesse or Broadus or somebody and say, hey, what is this concept called, or what are they doing here? And I'm I'm still learning. I'm always trying to be a student of the game, so ain't, ain't no shame in that. Yeah. Okay, because I'm like, oh, there's some stuff I don't know. And I'm like, oh, that's a rubber. Oh, this is the concept they're trying to do. Oh, they're trying to open this up, you know, and showing how everybody is supposed to in this West Coast or Texas Coast offense, you know, get people open. Now, obviously, we had issues in the red zone versus the Cardinals, and then it was a complete melt, a complete meltdown versus San Fran. But, you know, I totally agree with everybody. It seemed we totally got away from everything we were doing the first four weeks of the season. To me, game plan looked kind of regurgitated from Kellen Moore's. It was it was a weird game plan. But, I mean, ultimately I feel like we got back on track versus um, 
So we play oh the Chargers. So Chargers. but with yeah, with Mike's play calling, I do think that perhaps there's some things that are antiquated. Uh I do think that in certain times, you know, maybe he needs to be more aggressive here. You know, I personally didn't have too big of an issue with him taking the points and letting the clock run down. I know a lot of people are pissed off at that, calling him a coward, saying we should have just went for it anyways. But I was like, well, you know, at that point, I think Mike was just like, let's just for sure get points here. So, And we did end up winning by three. But what I will say about Mike is that I do think we got to give him time because he did say, like, this yeah. is basically first first install of this offense. What you say? That's fair. Yeah, I mean, and I I get it, but guys, we are four and two, and not zero oh and six or you know one and five. You know, and granted, the defense has stepped up some games. The defense hasn't stepped up some games. You know, the offense has moved the ball some games. We haven't. So it's not like I don't think this offense is a complete disaster. I think they're doing some good things. I think obviously there's some things that need to be cleaned up. Uh, and I agree with you, too. It seemed like there was more shoddy concepts and stuff like that in this game because it did seem like, I'm like, dang, out the gate, they like firing. It, it felt like they were attacking. That's what it felt like watching the film, like they were attack, attack, attack. And I did like seeing that we were able to push the ball down the field. Um, now, when it comes to the run game, are you seeing that we're running more of like a power run concept? Or more of like an inside zone no, power. concept, this, power this, run. This that's is okay. A bunch of power, and, and and that's fine if you're going to be creative with it. Look how Forty uh, Nine is doing. But let me, let me go back because uh, I'm trying to get a, a grasp on it. Are you okay with this the style of this offense? Am I okay with the style? Yeah, of like, it? like do you like it? Like, do you think huh? it's it's a it's an offense that? Uh, once you get into the, hopefully you get to the tournament, like this, the way that we're running this offense right now is can, can win you a Super Bowl. I think what needs to be implemented, because to me personally, I'm like, I'm seeing a lot of West Coast principles in it, mm-hmm. but I'm not seeing a lot of Air Coriel principles. And so I think that that's also waning because we're not able to really run the ball. And in Air Coriel, you run the ball and then you take your shots off of that play action. Uh, so I would personally, I think they need to ramp up. First of all, we got to figure out what's going on in the run game. Figure that out. I so, don't know. So yeah, we're talking about the things that we got to get better at. But my, because again, the way you kind of explained it, and and it's a lot. I could dive into what you're saying, but I was letting you finish. So. If we had started the regular the post the offseason, I'm sorry, with hey, we're changing mm-hmm. up this offense completely. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I'd be like, hey, y'all, we, we we definitely gotta let's give it some time. And I even said we gonna we might have to give it some time in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. because you got a new caller. But we were told, ah, we're only changing up about 30% of the offense. Oh, okay, cool. So, you know, we <laughs> shouldn't really have to go into this rut of everything's different. Then we're in yeah. week six, and I think we all can agree this offense is completely different. There might yeah, be a handful of plays totally. they kept, but this is a completely <laughs> different offense. So I kind of yeah. got I, – I, where's my button? I, I kind of got – You've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked. I was hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Run them up. This is what he does. 
That's what they did to me, Star. So now I have to readjust my expectations, yeah. right? So now, okay, yeah. this is a different offense. It is an antiquated offense. I don't think I, even the most optimistic person can't watch that and say it's not, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you were at the mm-hmm. top of the show um, where – let me find the, let me find this for you here. The Cowboys are below the NFL average emotions, shift percentage, RPO uh, rate, and even the way they use the the motions and the shifts, I don't think are uh, doing you justice. So I do think mm-hmm. criticism of the style of the offense offense is definitely just. I, that's just kind of how I look at it. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there. I think there. I do think yes, there are some concepts and things that are antiquated. Obviously, we need to pump up the motion. And Mike, I was listening to you and Vosh yesterday when they had put out. I don't know who quoted it, who you saw, but they were saying Mike had basically said, uh, because I don't know who asked him. It may have been John Michelle or somebody, but they were like, Mike, at the beginning of the Chargers game, they said the first half, y'all were using motion like 80% of the snaps. And then the second half, y'all went away from motion. So what was the issue there? And then Mike was saying, well, one, we were doing motion, but. Pre-snap penalties. It wasn't. Yeah, he said pre-snap penalties, but then he also said like, the Chargers were disguising and doing a lot of stuff, and they weren't getting out of position. He felt like it just wasn't working. Now, to me, I feel like you don't ever give up on – you don't – I get the pre-staff penalties. I think you can cut down on it, but I wouldn't just say, oh, we're just not going to do no motion right. the whole second half. <laughs> right. So I think he, with Mike, I think he he's really got to settle down because I do think he overthinks a lot of things. Overcorrects. And – <laughs> yeah, he overcorrects, correct. Mm-hmm. I think he overcorrects a lot of things. I think when it came to trying to cut down the interceptions, because I get it, West Coast is all about efficiency, completions, completions. I mean, we can obviously Dak's completion is up. So, I mean, what he set out to do is working. The, the, the interceptions are down. But, Mike, at the same time, you've got to allow your quarterback to do one some of the you know things that he does well, which Dak has a great deep ball and he really likes throwing in the middle of the field, deep pose, medium pose, you know, deep, you know, um, dagger things like that. Like you got to give is. him some intermediate to deep routes. And when we were able to do those concepts and versus the Chargers, CD got a huge gain on a post route. So it's yeah. like let's let's not tie Dak's hands behind his back completely. I think give Dak a little bit more control. Is the offense antiquated? Yes. They need to sprinkle in some things, and they got to do more motion, 100%. The Cowboys. But I think. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. By the way, our celebrity, our new celebrity commenter uh, in the chat, Mr. Rand, said, uh, "This you need your own show. I don't think you understand, Mr. Rand. She has her own show. She, she, <laughs> yeah, has, she has her own show. Uh, I'll, I'll let you plug that in a second. Um, and, and, okay. this, and this is why, Rand, sometimes I have to – to chime in because she's a this is a very smart fan and everything. But if I don't, we'll be on here for 25 minutes talking because me and Star can talk <laughs> ball forever. But I got a show to yeah. do. So in closing, um, shout out to Professor O. He dropped a stat in the chat. Uh, the Cowboys, Seth Wilder dropped a stat that said uh, the Dallas Cowboys are dead last in at snap motion. That that yeah. needs to change. Even if you go from 32nd Correct. to 20th, I bet you that'd make a big impact. I do. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. Okay, um, in closing, the last question I wanted to ask is, we're running this power scheme. Do you think 
How do we solve – basically, I want to know, how do you think it's best to solve the run game? Because I heard yesterday, <laughs> I was watching the final word, and they were like, well, maybe we should switch to some insides. And that's what I thought we were going to run this year because Solari and Schottenheimer, they're more of inside zone, but then we're doing, like, power runs. Well, so I'm like, should we get a power back? Should we just use Rico more? Like, should we use Hunter? What should we do? Well, Solari, so I, I don't know how many people actually did a deep dive into Solari. He's been around for, like, 40 years. He actually did a whole <laughs> lot of power uh, throughout his career. Okay. But but because how okay. how old he is and how he's been around, he's been in, in, in multiple schemes. But – I remember specifically in San Francisco, heavy power guy, heavy, heavy power guy in San Francisco, uh, doing some research the same way in New York uh, and and other stops as well. But I don't Mm -hmm. mind power, but then use your power correctly. And so you can do you can do some power tosses, right? Some power sweeps with TP, but you're getting big guys on the outside and you're allowing TP to use what he does best. Right. Hit the edge, make guys miss outside. If you want to do power on the interior. Rico, uh, Hunter, but be more. The run game has is stale now. Like the concepts, it's yeah. stale. Yeah, and I think it's holding back what these guys can do. And um, mm-hmm. I just I don't think it's going to take anything special to do it. Get back on the center, okay. right? Get back on the center. Yep. yep. Um, do some pre snap, ass snap motion. Get guys moving. He talked about you know it, it it didn't really work in the second half. I mean, your best run of the game from Rico Dowdle, the seven yarder, was at snap motion. Moving the linebacker and Rico Dowdle, it was kind of a zone, really. Rico Dowdle seeing a cutback lane, getting downhill, seven yards. Your best run, yeah. Your best run with Tony was Powers toss. <laughs> you know, getting Tyron Smith <laughs> yeah. on the outside and getting on the outside, yeah, and yeah. then getting Terrence Steele on the outside to the right, and then they just stopped doing that. You know, so I don't think it's anything difficult. Yeah. Just, just some tweaks, yeah. And I agree with that with Tony. Him running between the tackle, if you get him. He can do it, but it's better to get him out there on those edges. And I think with Solari, I got the schemes. Because it's Schottenheimer, I think PFF, when I did like a deep study on both of them, he's inside zone. But it would make sense that Solari is more of a power a power run scheme mm-hmm. guy. But either way, I did a, I did do a deep dive in Solari. And hopefully, I, I have faith. I'm like, Solari, you done had worse talent than this. And, the, and your lines have always been good. So hopefully we figure it out and we can get that running game going. But anyway, yeah. Scott, thank you for having me on. I appreciate you. Uh, I'll keep listening. Plug your YouTube. Plug your YouTube. Oh, for Mr. Rain. Uh, my, yeah, my YouTube guys <laughs> is Stargazer Sports. So it's just, it's in the chat exactly, but S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R Sports. That's Stargazer Sports. And then you can find, like, I don't want to go through all my social medias. You can find that on my YouTube. Just go in the description. I appreciate okay. you. Okay, thank you, Scott. Always good to hear from Miss Star. We haven't heard from her since camp. I no, mean, you know, camp. After the season, maybe. After the season. Oh, shouts out to Brother L. Uh dropping Miss Star's uh YouTube in there. Plug it up. Alright, um I ain't trying to be petty. I'm just having a little fun with it, Rand. But do you but do you see now? I'm having a little fun with it. Uh, one more, I promise y'all, and then we'll, we'll jump into the lab. One more. Back in the 717. What's goody? You. You. You live? Who this? This is J-Jack. What's up, bro? Hold on, hold on, hold on. The J-Jack? My, yeah, what's up, my boy? My, my, my J-Jack? 
You already know. <laughs> hey, yo, uh, what's good, bro? I got, I got, I got, I got to keep my coach, but what's good, bro? What, what's on your mind, fam? You going to have to hit me up after the show. Hey. What's good, though? Oh, yeah, no doubt, bro. You know, I, uh, I'm going to listen. I, I try uh, to tune in for the show when I'm at work. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, I just want to ask you a question about, like, the utilization of Michael Parsons on the defense. Like, <clears throat> I feel like when we brought him in, he was drafted as a first-round linebacker yep. who could cover. Like, that was one of his his strong points, like covering down the field. And we've seen it in the NFL. I just want to know why we haven't seen him be utilized more. Or, like, what is your, what is your, uh, your take on why we haven't seen him more, especially with the injuries we had on our defense and how dynamic of a player, playmaker he can be, off the ball, like, so, I just, some, like I said, I just, I just don't want to see him get worn down like yeah. by the end of the season. Because if everybody, if if it's a, a copycat league, if everybody takes a play out of that San Francisco playbook and sending full backs and pulling guards and all type of guys adding, by the end of the season, by the time we get to the playoffs, he's going to be worn yeah. down. Yeah, because at the end of the day, he he he's not. Built like a defensive end, although 6'3", 250, I guess in today's age, you can argue he is. But a caller on Vacha's show brought something up that I thought was fantastic. Uh, essentially said, when the Cowboys play the Niners or maybe a team like them, why not put him at off-ball linebacker more often? Because now he can play against that run a little bit better. He can He can run down some of those crossers as opposed to they'll just go right away from him. Like, he had no impact. Instead of running him into a brick wall against Trent Williams every down, he had no impact in that game. Put him somewhere we can have an impact. Now, he only, he only played three snaps, that, I think, that, off that, ball. That puts another wrinkle. That puts yes. another wrinkle in your defense because you don't know if he's listening or if he's covering. Yeah, I, I'm I'm the biggest. I'm, I'm probably the one that pounding the table the most for using Micah Moore around. Now, they didn't do it in this game. It didn't really matter uh, because the Cowboys played fantastic against the run. They shut down Eckler and those boys. Uh, Bell was a beast. Clark was a beast. But moving forward, and Micah actually drew a lot of double teams and triple teams. I get why they're not doing it, J-Jack, because, you know, Micah's a, one of the best pass rushers, if not the best, right? He's top two, top three, whatever. Some people might say he's number, he's number one. Some might say he's three or four. I think he's one of one. Let me just say that. There ain't nobody in the league like Micah. So if there's nobody like Micah that can do off ball and on a line of scrimmage, things like that, then why not use him in that way? Uh, it fortunately didn't hurt you in this game. He didn't get worn down. In fact, he made the play as a pass rusher, but that's when you use him, right? You use Micah in moments like that. But if it's a team that's going to run, and I mean run, not like RPO run, uh, the Eagles, because we've seen about run right at you. Yeah, run right at you. Yeah, I, I, give me Mike at linebacker, you know, 10, 12 snaps a game to kind of give him a bit of a break there. Yeah, because, bro, like, last year we seen by the end of the year, bro, he was not, you know, he was he was licked up, bro. You, you could tell in the game. Yeah, he admitted it. He was like, hey, man, I'm worn. Like, I, it, that was his first year being mostly full-time defensive end and dealing with that, you know, 330-pounder, you know. They'll run right away from you, right? This is what they'll do. This is how Mike can get worn down. They will quite literally run a toss or, or run a stretch play on the opposite side of Micah, right? But they'll still send a tight end taking his legs out. They'll still have that tackle and a tight end 
you know, double teaming him and, and kind of just putting him to the ground. And that's that's tough to deal with when you have no impact on the play because you're on the opposite side of the ball. So, yeah, you don't want him to get one. If you line him up, you line him up in the in that linebacker spot, bro, and having step up into the eight gap, looking like he's going blitz or and drop you know, back. Like you don't know what he's going to do, and he has the ability. You've seen him rush from the eight gap. You've seen that. Hey, hey! I press this button one more time. Maybe, just maybe, maybe we've been. You've been had. You've been took. We've been took. You've been hoodwinked. We've been hoodwinked because look, what did Micah say in the off season? Hey man, I'm gonna be playing eight different spots. They done told Micah I'm gonna be playing eight different spots. You gonna see me everywhere, man? They ain't put Micah Parsons everywhere yet. Dan Quinn done hoodwinked us. God damn. And that's a that's a, a valuable weapon that could definitely, like I said, that could add a wrinkle to the defense that is already a a, a good defense. That yeah. could put us over the top. Yeah. Well, look, I, I do expect them to throw something different at if they see the Niners again at the Niners when they run run that back if they run it back. I actually expect them to throw something different at the Eagles because that's another team that uh, runs out of shotgun and does a lot of they don't do pre snap stuff, but they'll do some post snap stuff uh, where they want you to. Uh, you know, look this way, go that way. And, and that, you know, Micah and a lot of teams, a lot of linebackers struggle with that if they don't play that position for a long time. So something to keep an eye on. But, yo, get, hit, hit me up for right, real. Bro, I just want to – Hit me up for oh, real yeah, after no the doubt. show. I want to yeah. end it with this, though, bro. I'm proud of you because you taking the conversations we used to have on a daily basis. Facts. You know what I mean, for years, <laughs> taking these conversations, you didn't the show, bro. Proud of you. That's crazy. You I appreciate it, man. Much love, bro. My guy, Jay Jack. He he ain't lying. Shouts out to the porch. Shouts out to seven one seven, Darkville. All of that. That's crazy. All right. Let's take a quick little break. Let's take a quick little little coffee break, water break, about thirty seconds, kind of re re uh, charge here, and we're gonna jump into the film room and look at the drive of the game. And there were some things in that drive that I liked a lot, and there were some things that I didn't mind what they did. Maybe they just switched the personnel. We'll be fine. Uh, so a couple little things to tweak, but but that drive of the game, to me, um, showed you the ability if you tap into it. It started off kind of crazy, uh, but but it ended, obviously, with the big touchdown. So uh, real quick, be right back. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of a million of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. That's interesting, right? A deep dive on the safeties. Rand says something's going on back there. I thought I thought they played better in this game, but but yeah, it hasn't been the, the three-headed monster playmakers uh, consistently. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been that. Wanye, he was limping before that game. I know he was out, but I'm I'm hoping this bye week he gets better. Hammies are not great, right? They linger a little bit because I think there is a future to that room. A lot of these guys are vets. Hooker, ain't that old, be a vet. J-Ron's vet. But I think Bell can play the hooker role, uh, at least in the run game. I'm just I'm just a big, big fan of Wanya Thomas. I really am. I, I, I would love to see him 
on the field more. I don't know how they do it, but but I'd love to see it. We got that. Maybe tomorrow we'll have this conversation about Bell. Cause I still think he's he's I still think he's J Ron replacement. But do you put 15 pounds, 20 pounds on? That's a lot, man. Look, that's a lot. Do you put that on and say, hey, we're gonna put you, you, you in overshone? That's a small room. But when he's unblocked, man, I just like the way he, I just like the way he plays. My worry is that he is as little. So when can he deal with the the trash? Can he deal with the muck? And we saw in the Arizona game when you get bodies on him, it's tough because he's not a really a linebacker. But that's a whole different conversation. Oscar brought up Izzy. Yeah, I know I liked Izzy too, but I like Y.A. kind of jumped Izzy from. But I still like Izzy, but Y.A. jumped for him. Anyway, let's get back to the offensive side. Let's jump into this lab right quick and uh, talk about the drive of the game. If you don't know what that is for me, the drive of the game was the touchdown drive to Brandon Cooks. Now, we're going to start the drive, I believe, like the second or third play in uh, in the fourth quarter. And this was the big play to Tony Pollard. If you're new here, I put notes on the screen. You can follow the notes if you want. It helps us stay on track here. But I have here a spotty concept, and we'll talk about a concept that I'm really not much of a fan of. Uh, keep your eyes alive from Dak, and TP did double duty. So what do I mean by the spotty concept? If I'm remembering correctly, I believe you're going to get a hook here, curl route here, a deep out. It's like a stick out. And we're just going to run a clear out route here. On the opposite side, if the if the goal is to get C.D. Lamb the ball, this is a, I mean, look, this is a throw. I mean, this is a opposite hash to the opposite boundary you're just begging for this thing to get picked off. Um, you maybe three guys with the arm strength to do that without getting picked. And even still, um, if, if you're a good cornerback, I'm taking that to the crib. I'm just sitting on it, especially when you're playing off like this, right? As opposed to being up on line of scrimmage. So the concept's a bit spotty and it left the middle of the field wide open. But when we let the play run, this is the play, like I said, where Dak Prescott uses his eyes and remains, instead of running the rock, he keeps his eyes to the back. Finds Tony Pollard, and Tony, we'd love to see Tony Pollard get a touchdown here, but it's all right, you know, it's okay. okay. Finds TP, whoop, and takes it for 60 yards. Ironically, this play on the season, and before I switch it here, in regards to the running back, is the longest reception by a running back in the NFL. It's the fifth longest play by a running back in the NFL. I know, y'all, we love to see Tony Pollard take it to the crib. We would love to see him do that. But I'm going to cut him some slack here. First of all, take a look at Tony Pollard here, man. Tony Pollard, if you can't find him, he's right next to Dak Prescott to the left on your screen. Up front, you're going to get a twist, a stunt by these guys. One, two, three, four, five, six. You got six on six, but they're going to stunt this, and you're going to have Murray drop back. And that's what Dak Prescott saying. Hey, if nine shoots this gap, that's your man. Instead, they drop him and they stunt. And Tony Pollard helps out Zach Martin on this stunt. Now, if you back it up a little bit, Terrence gets a little bit extended here. You never want to flip your hips and turn your back. And we're seeing the back of your jersey on a stunt like this. But kudos to him. He recovers. But look at TP, man. Look at TP fighting Mac. 
that that ain't easy for a guy that a lot of people say can't block. So he's fighting Mac, fighting Mac, realizes Dak is scrambling, finds a soft spot, breaks the tackle, and now he has daylight. Now look, man, that's that's tough, okay? Like that's not easy to do. And Dak Prescott actually spoke about this play, Cowboys Nation. Um, Tony doing a great job of, of staying, getting open, finding the window. Um, as I got out, I saw you know some some grass in front of me to potentially run, but always just trying to keep my eyes downfield, look back, looking for a tight end or receiver coming across. And here comes Tony out of the backfield and uh, threw it to him. And then he went and got a lot more than than, than the play that I made. So uh, almost scored. I guarantee if he realizes there's a guy to the right that he does score. Um, but uh, huge play, big play in the game. I tend to agree there. I wonder if he knew that my man was right there. He just kind of fades it to the left, and uh, he takes it in. Let's keep it moving. Get to the next one. Uh, great design and patience. 88 whip route, 20 draws of defense, four move them with your eyes. And really, it was just basically him uh, going through the motions here. But you're going to get – I think this is a fantastic concept. We want to talk about – I get on him about concepts, but this was a great design here. Um, if you take a look, I believe he's going to – possibly run a corner i can't remember our hook it might have been a hook but this whip route is fantastic i love it in this situation i love it a lot and you'll get tony pollard running here to the flats and it's going to draw these defenders and on the back side here and this is where the design you want to look at first the play design i mean uh you're going to get brandon cooks on the corner it's not there and underneath to cooks or not the cooks underneath cooks is jake ferguson and dak prescott looks it through Nothing's there, and he finds C.D. Lamb on the whip in the middle of the field. I mean, just great stuff here, good concept, great patience. And what I mean by Dak, move him with your eyes, this is what I'm talking about. Let's take a look at the stripe. Here, we don't like it. Let's come back, step up, hit C.D. Lamb, first down. Again, take a look at what the concept does to the play side. Love it. Now, this is where having a linebacker like Fred Warner comes into play. Fred probably doesn't let you get this. Or Fred probably makes this a little bit harder because he's understanding, hey, this is C.D. Lamb. So I'm just going to peel back. I got my eyes on C.D. Lamb, right? But that didn't happen. Uh, once you send out Tony Pollard in the flat, he draws two defenders and you get this middle of the field wide open. And why is it important that you look off the defender, or you follow your keys into play. Well, because Dak Prescott peaked over here, you're going to move Kenneth Murray a lot further than you really wanted him to, and that opens up the middle of that field, and you get a nice catch, nice completion, first and goal. Okay, two good plays, a play that we want to see things switch up here. I call it the kiss method, keep it simple, stupid. A couple weeks ago against the Patriots, Cowboys Nation, we got down here. I'm not a big fan of shotgun on the goal line. Just, just not a fan of it. But if you're going to do it, why not use 40, Hunter Lipke, not 20? When we used 40 last week or two weeks ago, Hunter Lipke got a touchdown. When we use 20, it doesn't work often. UC, not SG. Under center, not shotgun. Let the play run a little bit here. And you just, you know, you're not getting a bunch of movement on the line. But I'd much rather give this to a power guy down here and see if maybe he can kind of burrow his way there. I just just keep it simple. There, there, there's no need to get cute here. Hey, Hunter, come on in. Hey, Rico, 
come on in and just put your head down and just run your hardest. And I feel like maybe you get a little bit closer or you possibly score a touchdown. What is that? Pre-snap motion? Pre-snap motion, good pass protection up front. Tony Pollard picks up the blitz and it's money. And then he hits the dime here. Now this motion, look, let's just be honest. This motion ain't really to do much of anything. But CeeDee Lamb just too damn cool with the motion. He's probably tucking in that chain. I know how CeeDee Lamb get. He's probably tucking in that chain. Let me see. That's what my man pointed. Chain tuck, chain tuck. Backside drag here. Just dive, man. Just a nice little dive. Now, probably could have had CD too. I took a look at this throughout the play. Mm. Woo! CD put my man on skates. I'd like him to flatten that out just a little bit more. Eventually, he does. And he's open here. But Dak puts it right there for Brandon Cooks. And I said this before Brandon Cooks is extremely underrated when it comes to jumping and getting the rock. All right, here's the pass pro. Let's take a look at the pass pro real quick. I thought they did fantastic here. Everybody shifts here to deal with all the numbers on this side, but take a look. Take a look at Tyron Smith. This is what Tyron Smith can do when he on his damn A game, man. This is Joey Bosa. This ain't easy. Just straight up neutralizes and deletes Joey Bosa. Nothing, sir. You get nothing. But this play doesn't work without the guy that they say cannot pass block, Tony Pollard. He peeps uh, Derwin James sneaking up to the line of scrimmage. We talked about this in our study. Derwin James gets that Troy Palomalu treatment where I think he can just peel off or blitz, do whatever he wants. And it wasn't a bad decision to blitz here because you got the numbers, right? Um, and Dak is responsible for Derwin. But you get Tony Pollard coming from the opposite side here. Bow! It's a good block, man. It's a good block. Touchdown. Cowboys go ahead, and we get a little archery in our tool bag. Good drive, man. I think there were some things there, Cowboys Nation, that you could build on, right? The pre-snap stuff, uh, some of those concepts. Uh, right. There. Look, when Dak hits his back foot and he hitches, what we saw in that Niners game was mostly four slants or double slant or mirror routes where it's hard to get back to the opposite side or you will get a one-on-one and it's Michael Gallup and you, you trust it and it doesn't work. Whereas if you go back and you look at the play to get into the uh, goal line situation with um, C.D. Lamb, there was different concepts on both sides. You had the seven route or you had the pylon route with um, Brandon Cooks, and then you had uh, Jake Ferguson underneath on a, just a, like a five-yard out. Not there, easy. Let me come back to the other side of the field. I got to dump off. And, and I love it, too, because it's just it's like poetry in motion. It's not there. I've got C.D. on a whip, and this is why you have to be patient in your route. If he's not there because maybe Kenneth Murray or that linebacker drops back into the zone, I dump it off to TP. TP got one-on-one with that that uh, cornerback or whomever it was, safety. And I'll take my chances with that with open, with open space and open field. So just I love that concept. Would love to build on that concept in between the 20s against a team like the 49ers as opposed to a bunch of those those quick slants um, and, and ch- trying to you'll beat the guys if it's not working. Now, McCarthy talked about how, you know, they, they got caught off guard in regards to, you know, run blitzing and, and things like that. Well, I would have liked to see you adapt then, right? Adapt to that and, and get to the outside. They want to run blitz up the middle, toss that thing to the outside. Now I got Tyron Smith and your cornerback trying to tackle Tony Pollard or trying to get through Tyron Smith to tackle Tony Pollard, right? I don't think we adapted on the ground, but I do think there were concepts. We talked about this in Sky Optics 
where they attacked the middle of the field and intermediate level of the field a lot. There was another play. I just did a drive, but there were multiple plays. I remember the caller yesterday. Hey, man, Dak can't go one, two, three, back foot and hit. You're just not watching the film this year if you believe that. Um, he can, and he did that a bunch of times in this game. Did he do that a lot in San Fran? Absolutely not. In San Francisco, play good defense. That's one of the best. You got to be more creative against them. Let's just be honest. But in this game, oh, yeah. I mean, if if the look was there, there really wasn't hesitation. He got through his read on one side and came back. Or if he saw it, and there was one where I think it was uh, C.D. Lamb, which was an intermediate route to the middle of the field. Shotgun, one, two, three. Hitch, hit it. And C.D. Lamb gets some yak. I'm probably going to get C.D. Lamb with a lot of yak this year uh, based off of, off of those type of concepts. But if you're just going to do two yards and slant, three yards and slant, teams will sit on it. So I do appreciate them switching things up a little bit in this game. Uh, let's let's continue to do what? Stack the good. Scratch some of the things that don't make sense, right? We're going to go shotgun at the five-yard line and run. You do it with your bigger back. You don't do it with Tony Pollard. You do it with your bigger back. How did they use Tony Pollard in week one in the goal line? On the edges. You know, keep it simple. It's, it's not difficult. If you're already going to be an oversimplified offense, then you need to keep your concept, not concepts. You need to keep your personnel simple so that it can help get your be, be successful. To keep it honest, be successful. If you're going to do all that power stuff out of shotgun, don't do it with a guy that's not a power guy. It ain't hard. You know what I'm saying exactly T Dub. It ain't it ain't rocket science, you know. Maybe the calls coming from upstairs. That's a whole different discussion. But you want to win the ball game. You put these guys in best position to do so. So that is our film room drive of the game. I used to actually do a full video of drives of the game. Maybe I'll bring that back. But I, I enjoy breaking it down live with y'all because then y'all watch, y'all call in, and we rap about it. Speaking of which, we got Henry. On the phone. Good morning, sir. I think, and I'm not, it's not going to be popular opinion, but I think eventually Don Army is going to get to go ahead to make the play call. I think that would be more comfortable for McCarthy, and the reason why I feel that is McCarthy has always had an issue with time management, and uh, I think in this game it kind of showed. I think he needs to be able to pay more attention to certain other things as opposed to the offensive play calling. Maybe it's just me. I I don't – I mean, coming out of this game, I don't know how anybody could argue too much with that. the latter part of that. Um, I, I can't remember quite how many times a management, time management issue creeped up before that game. But the end of the half, to me, it did bug me. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, I know stars say we got the points at the end. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with getting the points, but – I. I just don't get how you don't go for seven there like that. Like what, what happened? You know, I think he said he was a little spooked by the holding, but you were already well within Aubrey's range, man. Just drop back one step, throw it up incomplete three seconds left, kick the field goal. It's it's, I just don't think it was that difficult to do. And and, and maybe he, like you said, he kind of was trying to juggle a play call and he didn't want to really get into one. Hey, let the clock run down. We're going to kick this field goal. But the real mess up to me was the Michael Gallup reception. You, you got a first down at like 28, um, and you let the clock keep running. So I think there is some merit to it, man. And, and, and didn't we talk about this a, a few weeks ago or something where, hey, maybe he's still trying to figure out how to be play caller and head coach. He hasn't done it in since 2018. So it might be yeah, something to that. Yeah, remember last year he, he admitted that he didn't know the offense. That's a problem. 
<laughs> well, well, that, that, that he ain't got that's that's last year. He ain't got no. He can't say that. This is his offense this year. So, right. And then on yeah. top of that, now you remember saying you can't really remember the last time about the time management, but you remember that first San Francisco playoff game. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about this year, my guy. I'm, I'm talking about what? I'm talking about this year where he's calling the play because your call is about him juggling head coach play calling duties. I can't off the top of my head without really thinking about it. Remember, like where it was a big time management situation, this egregious. Uh, but but this was one. This was one to point out. And I ain't gonna hold him. I ain't gonna go too crazy on it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. You know, we get a little emotional after the game and we'll dissect it. But let's just not do that consistently. But I don't think you can ignore his time management blunder at the end of that half completely. Okay. So I just, you know, it's a little worried for me, but, you know, maybe it's just me. Because I remember the first San Francisco playoff game, and then Kansas City turns around and does the same thing with one timeout left. And I'm like, what Kansas the? City. Why couldn't we do that? <laughs> hey, man, yeah, yeah, appreciate you, Henry. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, let me see here. So, Mel. He said, shouldn't the clock have stopped? So I think what happened, if I remember correctly, with that that play, Michael Gallup's forward progress stopped. So instead of him moving forward and going out of bounds, they ruled him going sideways and going out of bounds. Think back to the San Fran game where, uh, who was it? Schultz. Dalton Schultz caught the rock and lazily just steps sideways out of bounds and gets hit. When you get hit, when you're met with contact that way, that means your forward progress has stopped inbounds, and then you were moved out, and they consider that, hey, the clock still runs. Had his forward progress was moving forward, I believe the clock would have stopped because the play wasn't necessarily over just yet in their rules. I don't know the the ins and outs of that, but I believe that is a rule. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you got your forward progress has to be moving forward as you're going out of bounds in that under two-minute situation or under five as opposed to going, you know, horizontal, met with contact, I believe they'll keep it going. So I think that's that's the case. Think, uh, no, no, never mind. That's a whole different situation. Just the Dalton Schultz one. The Dalton Schultz one is, is the one. Okay, thank you, B, uh, BLS. So that, that's how it goes. Okay. Good morning, Nacho. My man, how you doing there? Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Hey, Nacho, weren't you at this game? Oh no, you was at the San Fran game. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I was at the yeah, I was at uh, I was at the uh, I was at the game where we didn't show up, but uh, but it was nice to see us come back and be resilient and get a a, a, a gutsy gutsy win to see Dak perform. You know, with just the whole. You know, I've always felt that the 49er game and the, and the Charger game, back-to-back games in California, were just – they just had so much – would you agree or disagree? Had so much buildup in terms of, you know, just emotions, personal – 100%. You know what I mean? Nacho, if we're being realistic, like, getting out of that one-and-one, one, I think we would have took once we saw the schedule, right? I just don't think we yeah. we we fathom dropping the game to the Cardinals. We we just did not see that coming. So well, I ain't see that coming. A hundred grand saw it coming, but I ain't see that. Coming. So so I no, think going one on one in that situation is like I'll I'll live with that. 
I would have loved to play better. I didn't want to go one and one like that. I would have took a hard fought loss to the Niners and said, all right, we got 13 more of these things, but getting whooped like that, yeah, I can't live with that too much. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, it's a it's a loss and it's one loss. Uh, so yeah, yeah, splitting that, I think I'm I can live with splitting. I can't live with how we played though against the Niners. It will, and 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 one thousand percent on that as well. Now, if 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 we would have looked at the schedule going into the bye week, the first six games that we were going to be four and two, we'd be pretty happy, I would think, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. I said this on Twitter. Don't let anybody steal your joy going into the bye week at 4-2. and two. Now, that does not mean that we, we can't discuss the, the things that we are doing well and the things that we need to work on. Now, those are two different things. I am very happy the Cowboys stand at 4-2 and two with room to improve as opposed to 2-4 and four and looks like all hope is lost, just me personally. I know some people believe hope is lost. It doesn't matter. But I do think, you know, this is a veteran group. You know, this is, this is a veteran coaching staff. They should be able to come together and put some string some things together to get into the playoffs. And there's that little bit of hope that, hey, last four years, start off hot offensively, and then you tail off at the end going into the playoffs. There's that hope that this year, start off rocky offensively, and you pick it up at the end of the uh, end of the season, and you're playing better going to the playoffs. So, yeah, there, there, there's no need to be all out on your team. And if you are, y'all know how I feel about that. Absolutely. So two more points. One more is, uh, okay, so one of the points I have is uh, um, you're going into the bye week now, okay, obviously a lot of penalties, undisciplined stuff that continues to happen under McCarthy. Um, that cannot happen if we're going to be the team that's going to that's gonna be one of the better teams in the NFC. Now, going into the bye week, you know, they, they, they got to figure out and start fixing things a little bit. It was really nice to see McCarthy open up the playbook, go a little more vertical, and and, and we saw what we can do with CeeDee Lamb and, and Cooks and those guys. You know, really really having a passing attack, it was it was good to see the aggression on offense, whereas I think we've been a, a lot more, we're going to dink and dunk, we're going to try not to lose the game type of mentality compared to I felt McCarthy kind of felt like that game was oh, nah, such an bro. emotional they, game. They 100% you know played I mean? not to lose in that game. That, that's just that's just facts. They played not to lose. You know what I mean? Well, I'm saying I don't agree with that last part. I think they played not to lose. I just think they, like I said, I am glad that they opened up the route, the route tree a little bit more, the route concepts by attacking the intermediate and middle of the field a little bit more. But there's no doubt in my mind they played not to lose. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Lastly, let let me ask you this: do, Are you uh, do you see anything? Are you hearing anything? Will we be buyers or sellers on trade on the trading deadline? I think that's something we're going to be talking about tomorrow. I do need to do a little bit more digging uh, on that specific question and, and, and a little bit more research. I want to make sure I'm not just throwing some random stuff out here. Hey, let's go trade for Aaron Donald. Ain't not happening, right? So I want to make sure I find some 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 legit suitors or legit players that that can make sense and, and then kind of just ask some of them, my resources you know what what's going on down there in that department but i look let me pull out my stephen jones player acquisition 365 days a year you you go look at some of these uh super bowl teams they they're making acquisition throughout acquisitions throughout the season 
And you don't even got to look far. You don't even got, don't even look in your division. Look in your house. Look at the star. Last year you went out and got Jonathan Hankins, and that made a big difference in the playoffs. If we keep it in the bean, that made a big difference in the playoffs. So um, if you really are serious about trying to, you know, get this ring or, or make a deep run, I definitely think they should be picking up the phone and seeing where they can maybe get, they can maybe make something shake. Now. They running out of fifth and sixth round picks to do it because we know Dallas ain't trading no first, second, or third round picks probably, uh, or fourth maybe. They, but they running out of fifth and sixth rounders. However, I think there's some players on this team that that you can you 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 can use. You can dangle out there to try to get better. Let me give you a, a a last option here. If I asked you this, if if right now, based on our first and second round draft pick, Mozzie Smith and Schoonmaker, right? Which, unfortunately, haven't really been impactful players on draft day. If we, if you, if, if I asked you right now, would you, would you have given up the first and second round, moved up in the draft, and grabbed Bijan Robinson? How would this offense look today? Guys, we can't do that, man. Come on, come on, Nacho. The reason I that will is, let me tell you, okay, I liked. The way we went, interior line with Mozzie, and hopefully he's going to come around and be impactful. I like the fact that Schoonmaker was a, a bit of a reach at tight end, but I just i am not seeing the impact that we do. Come on, Nacho. Come on, man. Look, man. It's week six. You watch this show. Okay. We didn't sell y'all like you, you. You had to know that this this draft class wasn't about to come in here and be a bunch of starters, right? Like you had to know. Sure. Mozzie Smith hasn't wowed you from a statistical standpoint. It's week six, number one. Number two, his job this year, as much as I would like to see him get at least two or three sacks, probably not gonna happen. His job this year: clog those lanes, make things difficult, keep your guys clean. That's all he needs to do. I, I, I boo-hooed about the schoolmaker pick. I ain't like it. It is what it is. He's here now. But it wasn't like this draft class was about to come in here and be a bunch of starters year one. And by week six, everybody now ready to just toss them. What is it? Toss the baby out the bathwater or something like that? Like, guys, let's, <laughs> let's relax. It's, it's week six. Your draft class is not defined through six freaking games. And, and, and no, Nacho, I'm – I'm not playing a hindsight game with you in regards to what I take the first and second round pick and move up to get a running back. I can do that for every single draft. I, if you, we could play that game, we'd be on here till 12 o'clock. Every draft, I will go back and say, hell yeah, I package second and third round pick to go get this all pro name Aaron Donald or something like that. Hell yeah, I package next year's second round pick knowing that it's, it's uh, Tristan Hill to go up and get TJ Watt or, or what, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't play that game after six weeks, Nacho. We, we really shouldn't be playing that game anyway. But I damn sure ain't playing that game after six weeks, Nacho. I ain't doing that bad. Come on. Come on. Hey, this guy, this guy. Lastly, I wasn't. Uh, if, if my message came out a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, misleading or wrong, no, no. I wasn't saying, you know, like, I'm done with these guys. No. It's, I, I agree with your point. It is early. It's week six. Um, my my perspective was more of, you know, right now you're looking at a spot where I think Law Nation had said, hey, on trading deadline, would you give up a first-round a first pick and a third-round 
or Sertan, bring him in, and then go get a, a, a back or a, a linebacker, would that change our dynamic of our football team? That's be, whole, that might be a very intriguing That's a whole different point, way. Wait, right? wait, if you would have led with that, that was a different situation. You know, you talked about trading your first and second round pick to go get a running back, number one. But but and that's a hindsight pick. This is act. This is different. This is something where you got a team who's likely tanking or just so terrible, and maybe they're looking at off guys. Um, you got a, a a cornerstone corner who you think about the future. You could potentially have Sertan, Diggs, Bland as your future at the cornerback position, and and potentially have uh, ra- you could use them now. I think that's a Whole different discussion. They're not so I one hundred percent would sit at the table and good, say, right? How can I get Sertan in house without having to give up the farm for it? Yeah, I would entertain that. that yeah, one hundred percent. Hey, my man, I love you. Great job. Uh and uh thanks for taking my call. And uh I think we're gonna be good. I think we're gonna be good. I'm gonna hope that this is gonna be where we don't start real strong, we start picking it up. Getting things together at mid-season, we start hitting our stride towards the tail end into December, and we start peaking at the right time. That's 100%, my hope. 100%. 100%. Appreciate you, Nacho. Good blessing. You too, my man. Hey, that's that's facts there, uh, Professor O. Weren't, weren't we talking about that? See, when you do so many shows, things just kind of ma- just mash and run together. Um, I believe it was after we played the Bears. Weren't, weren't we talking about Roquan last year? Like, that was the – that was – one of the trades that you needed to make or you should have made or whatever. Uh, now Roquan is, is Fred Warner and Roquan Smith. Like those are the best two linebackers in the game right now. Um, yeah. I'd have loved that one, brother. I'd have loved that one for sure. Now, again, it, you talk about, is that a thing though? This is why I got to reach out. Is, is this, is it, are the Denver Broncos on a fire sale? I want to save this for tomorrow. I ain't going to lie to you or, or this week trades and, scenarios it's the bye week that's a little fun i need to reach out because if they are in a fire sale because law you said law brought up a one and a three for pat (laughs) i'm a little bit more loose when it comes to the pick so it i'm not one of those guys yeah i'm i'm not draft guy until it's draft time and i go into the lab and we look at these players but i'm not holding on to picks and treating them like they're just everything. If I know I can get a guy like Pat, you know, she. What are we talking about here? Pat Sertain, DB, and I'm thinking about the future in Diggs. Don't tease me with a good time. All right, gotta lock this up though. We got. One, two, oh, yeah, two or three. Two more on. Not really sure of the numbers, so let's see what we got here. Uh, five, seven, three. What's good? Hey, Scott. What's up? What's up? Hey, man. Hey, first time caller, man. Listen, I just want to tell you, man, I appreciate you, Vot, Law Nation, Volume, man, everything y'all bringing to the table, bro. Y'all made me stop watching the ESPN for sure. I appreciate it, man. Just want to give you your flowers. Thank you, sir. I got one question for you. Listen, I've been watching the game, and I started flashing back to something I wanted to get your opinion on. These it, does it seem does it is it me or does it seem like the first downs 
were scripted. All these first down plays were scripted. It seemed like McCarthy's been running first down, just running, running, running. It really wasn't much uh, changing, and it kind of took me back to, like, Scott Linehan. It was kind of like you were predicting the plays when they came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you think that they kind of did that a little bit more in that game? I would need the numbers, and Professor O probably has it. Um, there were times where there was some first down passing, and especially early in the season, I thought we we, we kind of mixed it up a bit. But I, I do think it feels like the Cowboys are on the lower end of passing the rock out of early downs. I feel like we're on the lower end where the hope was, especially in, in the West Coast offense where – you know, you'd pass a little bit earlier, and if, if it's not there, deeper intermediate, you you get the dump off and you get what's called a long handoff, right, or a screen or, or you know, something like that. So I would need the numbers. I'm not quite sure, but I, th- I think you might be right here. If It feels like after watching the game they did that a lot. Um, but when you watch the All-22, the weird thing about it is you don't get the kind of – you don't get the broadcast feel. So, you know, hearing them say first and ten, you can see it say first and ten or second and ten. But I'm really looking for concepts and looking for individuals, how they block and whatnot. And then there's times you look at the down and distance. But um, coming out the game, I think you might be right. I do think they they probably were just run, run, pass. I don't know if it was run, run, pass, but it was first down, run, let's stay on task. And a lot of it, bro, was out of shotgun. Which I, Look, if you're going to run on first down, be creative. Yeah. And, and that's what I was looking at. I just felt like it was it was kind of like repetitive. And it kind of just, like I said, put me back to Lindenham's uh, time in Dallas. But the, and then that and then the last thing I'm gonna get off, man. I want to listen offline. I appreciate you again. But weaponry. Remember how Kelly Moore, when Kelly Moore was there, and they always talked about. I read on Dallas.com, and they read and they said how they were going to implement these weapons. For instance, they were talking about how they had Zeke and Pollard. They would put them on the field at the same time. And mm-hmm. then then they came with McCarthy era. Then they said, okay, we're trying to get um, Turpin on the field and put him in certain situations. And then you have him and Pollard on the field at the same time. And you have other people that are in there in certain places. And I was wondering, do you foresee him doing this? Like, they put Turpin in periodically here and there, but not a lot of unleashing your Mm -mm. explosives, like you were saying before. Mm -hmm. Unleashing these explosives to make plays to open up the offense. Because once the offense is, to me, once they get going, minus the penalties, they're really hard to stop. It, it's it, I I would love to believe that right, but we we haven't really seen them be dominant from an offensive standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Consistently, they've been they've been they were at one point dominant between the twenties. But but back to what you were saying um, about getting those guys on the field again. I, I've been hoodwinked, brother. I've been hoodwinked. I, I I was at camp. I was I was watching the videos. I saw Turpin in the backfield with TP. I saw Rico and TP out there. I saw Deuce. Enrico, I, I saw them working on these packages, man. I, I saw that. And I saw Turpin doing whip routes and what cooks on the f- – I'm not seeing any of that anymore. Now, at the start of the season, I did see a 21. I saw, I saw, you know, I think it was uh, Deuce Vaughn do an orbit motion and, he, you know, like a magnet. He pulled the cornerback down and he had a wide open uh, C.D. Lamb at home. And maybe we, we do these things at home because of the pre-snap stuff. Ooh, wait a minute. I just thought about something. Maybe we do these things at home because they're more worried about pre-snap penalties on the road. But yeah, okay. I, we, we we need to do more of it. Uh, Kevante Turpin, this is just this is this is ridiculous. He played two snaps in that game. Now maybe the ankle, right? Maybe the ankle. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll right. 
I'll try to I'll fall back a little bit, but but two snaps, and one of them was a run play. Yeah, I don't like that, bro. Yeah, yeah I, and I just that's what I wanted to know about because they talked about deploying all these weapons and they have these people and all this talent, but you're not putting them together. It's like you being a cook. You got all these ingredients and all these meats, and then you won't put them together for no reason just to make the greatest meal they ever had. And so yeah. that was my issue with it, and that's what I wanted to look at. But I appreciate you, man. I'm finally glad I finally got a chance to get through, man. Um, but, man, I love what you've been – I've been listening to you for, since last year. Man, Thank I want to tell you, um, you, you've been killing it. You got me with – you got me hooked on boxing, that doggone soundbite with that doggone um, – I can't remember the soundbite. He always uses it. But y'all got me hooked. There's a whole bunch but of But I appreciate you, man. <laughs> man, I got my – put my fam on you too. But, hey, ah, y'all continue love. to do great things. Cowboy Nations, this is where it's at right here. You heard it first. Ike Love said it, and that's what it's going to be. Y'all take it easy, Sky man. Take it easy. Ike Love. Let me, let me save your name right quick. Appreciate you. Ike Love. That's, that's All right, now. Appreciate you, man. Salute. That Ike Love sound like a pimp. Hey, Ike, was you a pimp in the 70s, man? <laughs> Ike Love was a pimp. That's dope. Oh, man. Rest in peace to the pimp I do back. Slim. Slim was, man. I always bring up Slim. And if my pops is watching, ah, oh, Slim was funny. He come into the house. Yes, ladies, where the kids at? Ladies, pull out a big old rap. Just giving us bread. Shouts out to Slim. Shouts out to Ike Love. Um, two snaps for Turpin. I don't like that, y'all. He played two in San Fran, got hurt, whatever. Twenty-one in New England, sixteen in, in, in with the Jets, eleven. But the Giants obviously scored that touchdown. That's more like it. Two against the Cardinals. We had a conversation yesterday, and I don't want to. I'm, I'm not trying to be negative towards. I'm not trying to be like that on Mike, right? Like we we're killing Mike. It is what it is. But y'all know all this pre-snap motion we're not doing. I just had this thought, right? Like if you got Michael Gallup out there, well, that eliminates a guy that does that because he don't do pre-snap stuff. I feel like when they do it with CD, they kind of lazy with it, but he's a guy that could do it, but they don't really do anything with the purpose. Nobody is, is expecting him to do too much, maybe in the round here and there, but he's a guy that can do it. We know Cooks can do it. And when Cooks running, man, he's running that pre-snap motion. He's making you believe. Turpin, he's making you believe. You can do it with the running backs. You can obviously do it with the tight ends. So I was just sitting there thinking yesterday, well, if you, if you take out Gallup, right, you put in Tobert, who we also have seen do pre-snap motion, right? Post-snap action and, and, and doing it for leverage. Say you take out Gallup, you put in Tobert, you put in Turpin. Now I legitimately have four or five guys that I can move around as a threat pre and post. As a threat. All these guys are threats to get the ball at the snap. All these guys are threats to get the ball post-snap with some type of combination to it. You ain't doing that with Gallup. Gallup is going to stay where Gallup's at, you know? So I was thinking, man, that could be a way to get Turpin involved more and, and, and kind of force yourself to, to use motion. Now, they done kicked me out. Wait a minute now. They done kicked me out the phone lines. My bad, whoever was on that line, whoever was on the line. I, 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 I'm trying to, I'm going to try to get it back up for you right quick. Okay. What happened there? My bad, y'all. We in overtime, right? Yeah, we in overtime. You have to deal with it. 
Bada bing. Bada boom. Realest guys in the room. All right. It's about to, it's about to open back up. Oh, you still there? Stay there. Stay there. Uh, stay there. Four one seven. Hold tight. Hold tight. Hold tight. Hold tight. Perfect. I got a. My bad, y'all. I got another seven one seven on here. All right, let's just get these calls in before they kick me off again. Acting like I ain't paid my bill or something. Uh, four one seven. What's goody? Four one seven. Four one seven going once. Four four one seven going twice. Four one seven sold. You've been sold to the chat, sir. Oh, you got to. We done. Let <laughs> me get to these super. Ah, this is what happens when you don't got the best resources. Uh, Gavin says, Sky, they about to hit you. They about to be on the phone, closing the phone. What you say now? Sky, they about to be on you, closing the phone. Oh, yeah, you know how they do me, Kevin. You know how they do me, man. All right, w- w- one more time, 417. There we go. We got you. What's good, man? Sorry, man. This is uh, this is Zach the Barber, man. This is my second time calling in. Um, <clears throat> I've been trying to to catch you, I get busy in the mornings cutting hair and whatnot, so it's hard to. Shout out, out to the barbers, man. Yeah, dude. I was actually that's the first thing I wanted to say. Shout out to your barber, bro. You get a haircut <laughs> like every day. So your I, hairline I, I, is always crispy as a mug. So I've said this. I've said this before, like a couple years ago. I treat this like TV. You know what I'm saying? So I, I know how to cut myself. I don't. I don't do the full cut, but I'm not line myself up. When you a broke college kid. You got to learn some things, and I had to learn how to cut my hair. So I treat this like TV. I ain't trying to come on here looking like a mess to y'all all the time. So, you know, I make sure that I'm right. Now, when it comes to the actual cut, I can't do that. I go to my guy, shouts out to AD. I go to A, uh, down there, uh, Adrian Sports Barbershop. So uh, that's where I go. He does the magic. I just make sure I stay clean until I go to my guy. Well, shout out to shout out to AD, man. When I first started watching these, that was like one of the first things I noticed. I'm like, boy, I don't know if he's a barber or what. That's His why. Hairline is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, what's sir. up though? Anyway, appreciate you, man. Get me get me saved in here. Uh, but um, I've I've been trying to check in with you, and man, some of these callers you've had from a Cowboys fan that already has anxiety over this team. Some of these callers, man, they be putting through it. And I just got to check it out. I can't even, can't even listen to it. But I love what you do, man. Of course, love the show. Listen as much as I can all the time. But um, what I was talking about uh-huh. this morning, and I know I heard, I heard some of the previous calls, and uh, I was checking in with you kind of about the trade deadline. I was wondering if the Cowboys were maybe you were looking at particular somebody to bring in, um, either on the offense or the defense or things. That was like a great option. But um, yeah, you've kind of finished because you cut in and out. I did hear you. So is there a player that I'm entertaining for trade deadline? Is that your question? Yeah, that was one of them, but you kind of already answered that with uh, one of the callers that called in right before me. Um, so with the offense, I know we're kind of beating up on Mike. My confusion is kind of like we expected Brandon Cooks to, to be this guy. I mean, he plugs in every team he goes to the thousand yards. And right now, I mean, he don't even – 
look like he's on pace to put up Noah Brown numbers. Mm, you, is that you think that's the same thing, or is that just him and Dak haven't connected yet? Like, what what's your thoughts on that? And then also, I'll just throw my second question in there: oh, If Mike McCarthy continues to struggle, sorry, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, Can you, you hear me going, better now? Let me try to. About the guy, about to cut you, man. Um, Brandon Cooks. You do said Brandon Cook. Second question, real quick. We get it in so I can so I can answer it off air or offline. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, my second question is: If Mike McCarthy continues to kind of struggle and the offense don't get going, do you think there's a chance maybe Brian Schottenheimer gets a gets a crack at calling plays? Would that make a difference? What's your thoughts? And then I'll listen offline, man. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, man. You dang sure listen to us like offline because we could not. That was rough. That was that was a rough one, brother. That was a rough one. You was about to get the axe, but you fought through it. We fought through it, man. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Marty uh, Brian Schottenheimer. I think this is more of a for Brandon for Cooks. This is more of a situation where they're just not utilizing Brandon Cooks. Uh, they don't know how. Let me just say that. I shouldn't even say correctly. They don't know how to use Cooks. I don't get how you bring in a guy of his stature, of his skill set, and you you treat him like a possession wide <laughs> like Noah Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like um, we, we just talked about this. His average yards per route run under one. By far the lowest in his career. So when when people when I'm not saying you did this, but there's people that say, "Oh, well, this is Dak Prescott's fault." I'm like, no, they're not. They're not utilizing him like he's been used throughout his career. That that number alone is the alarming number to show you that, right? And yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be some take some time. There's gonna be some chemistry things they got to figure out, right? But I personally believe that has never been an issue for Dak, though. That's another reason why I don't believe this is a Dak problem. Dak Prescott got Mari Cooper middle of the season. Click. Randall Cobb. Didn't have no whole year with Randall Cobb. Got that man paid. Right? Like, we've seen him have to deal with C.D. Lamb. First year as a rookie. Eight. Right? Now, before Dak went down, C.D. Lamb was leading the league in yards out of the slot and catches with Dak Prescott. So, I don't believe this is a situation where he can't get on the same page with Cooks. I just don't think they're treating Cooks like he has a special skill set. I think I just think Cooks is just, hey, this is an all this is the offense. You know, you run this, you run this. Here's the read. Boom, 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 pop, pop, pop. If it ain't there, go where somewhere else. If it's first read, you hit it. Like it's a very robotic offense. They're not really featuring Cooks. Cooks has never been anywhere where he's not been featured. So I think this is a situation of of, of the coaches just not really putting Brandon Cooks in the situation to be successful because you can't tell me, you know, CD Lamb. Mari Cooper, uh, uh, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, y'all. Don't tell me that Randall Cobb was better than C.D. Lamb when he got here. Or, I'm sorry, better than Brandon Cooks when he got here. He wasn't. And just ain't using him that way. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm hoping after this game, uh, this is a situation where they say, players not plays. We don't understand how that's your mantra, but this very well looks like plays, not players. Just in a different way. Just in a completely different way than it was with uh, with uh, Kellen. So, to me, it's a coach situation. Uh, Shadi, yeah, man, we talked about this at length yesterday uh, on both shows, right? Where, how many more weeks, right? We we, we made this up with, with Gallup. What's, what's it going to be? How many more weeks until you say, hey, Tober, get in there? I'm, I'm at that point, right? Let's see Tober get more snaps. How many more weeks till 
Coach Mike looks in the mirror, or maybe it comes from up above, and they say, hey, you know, we, we gave you 10 weeks, we gave you eight weeks, whatever it may be, and, and we're not improving, right? Um, I think there is something to having some patience, but I wish there was there was more consistency in the process and the the style of the offense. There just isn't. It's just very clunky. It, it's, it's static. Like you said, the reasonings we're getting are weird. Um, I don't like to be weird this early, but if you're going to be weird, be weird now and get it out the way for later. So I, I am of I am on the side of if this thing continues to to just not be a smooth operator and it doesn't improve, there, there has to be a breaking point, a tipping point where you say, hey, Mike, look, I ain't my firing you. I, I do think, you know, you can be an overseer, but <laughs> let shoddy cook. I got to laugh because that was that's when the whole rust thing happened. But let shoddy do his thing um, and, and call these plays. He's more familiar. He's closer to the modern part of the game as a play caller than you are. He's closer to the modern part of the game as a designer than you are. Uh, let, let's see if we can shake this up. I personally believe this is the week to do it uh, because now you've got multiple weeks. But I'll give it what, y'all? I mean, that could be a question. How many weeks would you give Mike? I know a lot of us are just pretty much ready to do it now, but trying to be trying not to overreact or be oh you're just being an emotional fan like let's let's say okay we give him some time how much more time cowboys nation that was interesting professor oh that was interesting i I can't i'm not gonna go find the actual quote but it was basically along the lines of you know jerry jones on the radio was like that mother lucky we were Hey, hey, Jerry went on the radio said that lucky we won. Week six, I said we gave him six weeks. Nisi said the next game, the Rams. Check it out, Nisi. This is this is this is this is what we about to you know the last, last three games. This is what we about to go through. Kyle Shanahan. Kellen Morphin. Sean McVay. Later on, we're going to get Ben Johnson. Mike McDaniels. Jerry about to sit up in that in that suite. Look down and see these coordinators doing all this stuff. And apparently they like this antiquated stuff, right? How can you sit up there, watch these coordinators do these things, and come away with, well, goddamn it, we're good. Yeah, bro. You a you a lie. You a lie. We need to we need to shake it up a bit. Ain't not, ain't that wrong with that. Ain't that wrong with saying I am glad we're four and two. We got the bye week, get healthy, but we need to shake some things up a little bit. But yeah, you, we we about to see Sean McVay do do some things. Now we we've had success against Sean McVay even with Cooper Cup uh, in 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 the game, but. You cannot like his tactics in, in regards to McVay. You can say that Shanahan is a choke artist. You can. Uh, question other guys, right? But one thing you can't say about the McVeighs and the Shanahan's of the world is that they they have an identity and they have an offense that is wildly successful uh, in this league in, in regards to the style of it. Um, and obviously, one of them won a Super Bowl with it. The other one, Dan Quinn should have ripped that damn playbook out of his hands and said, "No, we will run forty-five times in this second half if we need to." And they should have been Super Bowl champions. But nonetheless. Yes, sir. Cooks, coaching, shoddy, I'm all for it. 
I'm all for it, man. If we don't, that put on that cape, brother. You got to put on that cape. All good slash great play callers need free reign. Jerry doesn't give that out. And that's what's so, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation, that sidebar type of conversation. Like, that's very true. But it also feels like Mike is, like, this looks like Mike from 2018. This looks like the Mike that Aaron Rodgers was cussing out, that got him canned and tossed in Green Bay. Strange situation, man. Let me get to these super chats. Boom, boom. All right. Appreciate you, Roy. Roy dropped one, and I think I might have missed Super Chat a couple, a couple days ago, but I'll, I'll go back and see. Uh, Roy dropped two, just to drop two. Thank you so much. Super Chat. Sully dropped five and said, man, Mike knew this offense. Talking about the caller that said Mike didn't know this offense. That was him. That was him saying, nah, y'all not about to put this on me. I might, I might tend to agree. I think Mike knew what was going on with the O, but but he he wanted to be removed from it. It was frustrations. There was uh, philosophical differences, and there were clearly philosophical differences because the offense you ran last year is not the offense you're running this year. It's like opposite ends. Not saying either one of those offenses are championship offenses, but, you know, I ain't saying I want one or the other, but I'm saying maybe I want none of them at this moment. Things can change. We can, we can come out of this break and just start killing it but but right now we got to switch some things up princess said we need to have an a to z cookout and talk about this ish i remember Vach talking about you know if we hoist that thing we were definitely gonna have you know a big celebration where we cooking out and whatnot a, a real cookout right a real one make sure i didn't miss no no super chats from yesterday Yeah, I, I miss. So this is during the game. This is during the game, game week, game day. Uh, Tyrone dropped five uh, during the game. Super chat. Appreciate you. He said, "Think when you watch the." Nope, that's the wrong one. Uh, ben, Ben, a minute, Sky. Hope the family is well. I hate to say it, but I want to see Rico at RB one for a game. Yeah, I kind of gave my spiel on this, and, and and I'd imagine this was like again, this was right after the game, not watching tape. Uh, maybe you still feel that way, but I'm I'm here to tell you right now. They wasn't blocking for anybody in that game. And Rico Dowdle got two carries out of that dumb shotgun run stuff, and it didn't work for him either. Uh, so I don't want to see any of these backs as a workhorse. That is my mantra. You you have a good tandem. If you put Rico in the same situation in regards to running out of shotgun, right up the middle, A-gap, clogging his head, and you're getting two yards of cloud of dust, We'd be complaining about Rico too, right? Um, use these guys to their strength. Get under center with Rico. I still think he can do some. I, I like him in zone situations. I understand. Again, you you made that super chat right after the game. There's no film available. It looked like everybody sucks or whatever. But in reality, he's not the answer to being uh, to, to your run game woes. That's that's just not it. Your answer to the run game woes is to run better. The answer to the run game woes is to put your guys in the best positions to succeed. And I don't think that is Rico getting, you know, 17, 20 carries a game. I don't think that's that's the answer here. I think the answer is to utilize those guys in their strengths. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you, Mel. Same results. I, I mean, I had the plays. I ain't going to do that. We already done did film room. But 
I, I promise you, go back and, 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 and watch some of these runs. It's just like everybody was meeting Rico and TP at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage in this game. And we don't even want to talk about the, the Niners dip, but I, I'm fine. I thought, I thought the first three, four weeks of the season, man, the usage of TP wasn't, wasn't terrible. The usage of, of Rico wasn't terrible. 21 touches in the first three weeks, a touchdown. Maybe you increase that a little bit moving forward. Last three weeks for, for Rico, three, five, and three carries. Tony Pollard has only had more than 15 carries in two games this year. Four to six games, he's had 15 or less carries. So it's not like they're they're just spamming Tony Pollard. It's how they're using Tony Pollard. So if, if they don't switch up the how, we're going to have issues, brother. We're going to have issues. What about an elbow? What about an elbow, uh, Spindra? Am I making sense, though, with the how thing? Or are, are a lot of people just like, I'm just done with, with, with Tony Pollard? And let me see. We lost two AFC in a row. Must win game. All right, cool. All right, those are all the Super Chats. We're good to go. Uh, later. We don't, the Guru. We brought up the screen game. We don't. Later, uh, we back, we're back on with Votch. I believe the final show of the week is bye week, so uh, we'll be taking a bit of a bye ourselves. Uh, I always think the media, like if you're if you're on the beat, not saying we're on the beat, but we we kind of we kind of do that from a content standpoint. Once you hit the bye week, once the the team goes on that little break, you should as well because ten months straight you're doing your thing. Not going to be the case here, but there it will be. Final show of the day. We'll talk about what we saw on film on that side. And uh, have a little fun on that show. And then uh, Mo will be back on later tonight. I'll be back tomorrow morning. Not Again, not sure how I want to do it. I'm, I might have a Koye on, but we might save that for a roundtable. Um, and, and, and we might switch it up here. Y'all y'all had a lot to say about trade targets. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to do some digging. I'm going to do some asking. And uh, see if we can find some legitimate trade partners or trade candidates uh, where the Cowboys can, can improve their team. So I might do that. Oh, Lee, that was you? Hey, kicked you out, bro. Now, I'm going to let you in. Let me, let me let my guy in. Come on. Come on in, Lee. <laughs> come on in. I got you. If, if you can. If you can't, we'll just do it tomorrow, bro. We'll just do it tomorrow. In the meantime, in between time, if you enjoyed the show, hit the like button. Oh, uh, Gavin. Yeah, thank you, Gavin. Look, look, y'all on it more than I'm on it. Yeah, yeah. We definitely got some science tomorrow. You're right. You're right. We got science tomorrow. So there will be no Okoye. Uh, each and every Thursday, Patrick Nosey Walker coming through. My brain scrambled. And uh, he'll be back for the scientific method. We'll talk about some of the things he's hearing down there. Maybe I, maybe I tap into to Pat. Pat's plug, man. Pat, obviously, he on the beat, right? He in there. But not everybody that's down there, even doing a podcast, I, in my opinion, or, or as plug, because it's about relationships. One thing Derek Eagleton told me, he said the number one thing, in doing this is the relationships you build with the people. It's the relationships you build with the people. There are players and coaches and whatever that'll give you, oh yeah, PC, we gotta be better here, we gotta do that. But off the record, same thing, oh yeah, man, gotta be better here. But if you got a relationship with these people, they'll give you something that 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 is substance, something of substance uh, for the viewers. So, shouts out to um, Pat. Before we go, gotta get my bro Lee up in here. What's good, fam? What up, bro? What's up with you? Man, you already know. 
You hold it down at the dungeon, Yo. Man, we miss you, bro. That's what I was calling for. Calling you out, man. Like, we be down there snapping, bro. You got, you got to, you got to talk us off the ledge sometimes, man. That, that uh, I was the one. You had to talk yeah. me off the ledge at the point sometimes. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, but we, you know, it's just it's the whole Dak thing, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we, 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 you know, at the time, you know, he's he's butt, he's butt, but yeah. we know deep down inside he's not. But I, I yo, feel- like. The, the the point the point that like me and Shawnee be snapping about is why don't he throw the ball away and take sacks when he uh, don't need to? Bro, I'm I'm with all like, y'all on that like, one. I hate that. Like for for instance, for instance, that one where he could have kept on running, he ran to he ran to his right, and he could have kept on running, but then he stopped and he tried to make a throw and took a sack. Just throw the ball away. Yeah, he, you don't want to throw the ball away. Yeah, he could have. He could actually right. hit Rico on that one. I think I, it, that was a tough throw, but he could have hit Rico or Ram. But that's that's the thing I don't get. This this he will not throw the ball away, bro. He will not throw the ball away. <laughs> Sometimes you be like, oh, you hit TP. Other times it's like, why you take that meaningless sack? So yeah, I'm with y'all on that one. Man, hey, listen, it's a pleasure. Though I just want to tell you, this is my first time ever being able to get through. Most of the time, I'm driving. Yeah. I'm able to get a break right now that I can call you. I'm but surprised. I just want to tell yeah, I'm y'all, surprised, bro. I thought you might have been driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just want you know. But listen, though, I want to tell you, Eric Cowboy Nation, y'all see this dude every morning on this show, but y'all don't know this dude. Yo, this is a <laughs> real thorough ass dude. My Yo, God. I love you, bro. Love you Yo, too, fam. I wish you the best, on You know, everything you do, God bless you. We miss you, even though I want to slap you. I can't talk to you <laughs> in the dance every day. But you know, it's all good, though. It's good. It's all good. It's oh, all man. love, man. We it's love you, love. man. Like we wish you the best, home. Like definitely, seven one seven in the house, bro. My guy, appreciate you, man. Hey. Much love, bro. Yo, yo, I love you too, bro. It's my guy, Lee. Hey, it's funny because we had these. I said this to you all the time. These conversations, a lot of them started on a porch. Shouts out to J Jack. And in the dungeon, shouts out to Lee, Shawnee, Rory, all those guys down there, man. It's one day, you know, one day, I'm hoping one day there'll be some type of book or something. That'd be fun. Uh, where I could just talk about how all this thing, how this started. But shouts out to my bros calling today. That 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 definitely made my day today, man. Appreciate y'all. All right. With that said, I'm going to let her yell at me today. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. I ain't really wanted to yell at me last week, but I'm gonna let you yell at me today. Thank you, thank you, really, truly, in the chat. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, Mel, that pissed me off a little bit too. Cause then he got his head taken off. They ain't throw a flag. But he, you know, he could have got hurt. And they were talking about putting stuff on his neck. I'm like, come on, man. Throw the ball away, man. I'll see y'all later. Peace.